most of them aren't as focused on mastery as you would think, honestly. There's a lot of them who make it to a certain point and they kind of stop the grind. So if you stay hungrier than other people, you will eat more in the long run. Stop with this nonsense of thinking that you're going to be good out of the gate. Stop comparing your first rep to someone else's thousandth. It just doesn't make any sense. If you're a brand new coach, I can tell you with certainty you're not as good of a coach as me. I'm certain. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. How do I know if I'm aiming high enough for my goals? Why is it important to have huge goals? Oh, wow. Go ahead, Jeff. I know you've been waiting a lifetime for this question. It's a good one. Really, really good one. So I'll use something that I used recently with a client and or it was in book club, I forget. Imagine you have a goal to run a five-minute mile. Now, for anyone who's ever run even a seven-minute mile, you know that that's like really difficult. For an Olympic athlete, it's not. But for anyone who's a regular person who doesn't run regularly, that's a huge goal. So you set a high goal to be able to complete a five-minute mile. And people tell you it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. But here's the problem. When you set that goal, a.k.a. the, the destination in the GPS... Everything around it gets better. Let me explain. You set the high goal of a five-minute mile. Now, all of a sudden, you start hanging out with other runners. Now, all of a sudden, you start watching YouTube videos of motivated runners. Now, all of a sudden, you start running. Now, all of a sudden, you start reading books on cardiovascular health. And now, all of a sudden, you start eating better. Oh, and on top of that, you're inspired more because you're around other athletes that are more inspiring. Now, you're watching motivational videos now your relationship's getting better because you're fulfilled and inspired. Now your brain chemistry is better because exercise makes brain chemistry better. Now your sex life is better because you can handle cardiovascular intense training. See how everything got better around the goal? You don't have to set high goals to get the goal. Once you hit the five-minute mark, all that other stuff I just said was already true. But none of that stuff I said would have been true if you didn't set the goal. This is one of the most drastically misunderstood concepts on the planet. If you're setting low bars, you're not maximizing your potential. You're not maximizing your contribution. And honestly, you're not maximizing your quality of life. Kevin and I never would have gotten to half a million listens if we weren't shooting for 500 million. And that's so important. We would never have gotten to 900 episodes if we weren't shooting for 10,000. So the higher the goal, yes, the harder you'll have to work, but the better the byproducts. Remember, the lifestyle you want is actually a byproduct of something far bigger. Well said, Alan. I, that was very well articulated. I think the best I've ever heard it, for sure. Uh, Thank it's, you, it's a, it's a very hard thing to, to explain and get to the root. I, the podcast I spoke about earlier, I was on a show and, and the host was very com uh, complimentative. That's a tough word. And... We were talking afterward and he said, how did you get to where you are? And I said, well, we're not even close. We're not, 
I'm not living my dream. I'm not quote unquote successful. Like I'm very happy with everything, but we got a long, 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 long way to go. Like we're not even beginning yet. I said, just imagine this. If we have a goal to get, say there's 8 billion people on the planet. Let's just say 10 billion by the time we're towards the end of this. I'm sure there'll be more. And we want to get 10 billion listens. That's what we're aiming for. If we get halfway, that's still better than 99.9999999999% of anybody else doing podcasts out there. So think of how strategic we'll have to be. Think of how many relationships we'll have to build. Think of how big we'll grow our business. Think about how our character will be tested. Think about who we will have to become in order to even try to scratch the surface of that number. Like Alan said, it's not about the goal. It's about what you become on that journey. And I think it's, there's so many things that you see when you're flying from just say Boston, Massachusetts to Los Angeles, California, you see a lot of beautiful stuff when you're flying. When you're taking off, you see a lot of beautiful stuff. When you're landing, you see a lot of beautiful stuff. There's so much in between that that you would never see if you didn't have that original goal. So I second what Alan said, and I think it's better to shoot for the moon and miss and land amongst the stars than it is to just go up to the clouds and make it halfway. You're going to make it way further, for sure. You smiling down there, Amy? It's from a song. It's it's from... It's from uh, Beanie Siegel. That's that's where I heard it from. He said, shoot for the moon. If you miss, you're still amongst the stars. So shout out to Beanie Siegel, RIP. I love it. How do you change from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset? Ooh, that's a good one. That is a good one. The first step is to acknowledge that you have a fixed mindset. And Kevin and I were talking about this earlier. We think it's a spectrum. It's zero to 10, let's say, if 10 is the most growth oriented you can possibly be and the most you can possibly believe in yourself and grow. And we have actually a, a score. It's called the C33 Evolve score. Emilia created it. I kind of co-created it with her and it tests you on 33 facets of your personality. But the point that I'm making here is that the, the first step is to acknowledge that you have a fixed mindset. So the first step to quitting drinking for me was I need to quit drinking. I have a drinking problem. You're not going to solve a problem you don't think you have. So you have to identify like, oh, do I have a fixed mindset? You go into the mall. There's the little kiosk with the map. And it says a big red arrow, you are here. Okay, you have a fixed mindset. Okay. Now you want to go to the Apple store. And the Apple store is up the escalator and across the other side of the mall, third floor. So you have to understand, okay, here's where I am. Here's where I want to go, the Apple store. How do I get there? And that's what the map is for. If you don't have a map, you just go get a coach. You can go get a guide. Go get someone who started out where you are. Go get someone who had a fixed mindset and then changed into a growth mindset. And it's a spectrum. You're never, you're never finished on that growth journey. I'm still working on my own growth rate myself. Again, read Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. It's a wonderful book. It's awesome. It's super valuable. One of the best I've read when it comes to this, that this changed my life in a lot of ways. But I think you have to, and I've said this before in, in many episodes, you have to separate yourself from your results. I think somebody with a fixed mindset, something goes wrong, they have a bad performance and they say, I can't do this because I suck. Versus that didn't go well because my preparation wasn't as strong as it could have been. Next time I'll do better. You just, if you have a fixed mindset, you lose a fight and then you stay out of the ring. If you have a growth mindset, you lose the fight and then you look at what you did 
well, you look at what you can improve, and then you try again next time. And I really think that if you can surround yourself with people who continue to push you to get out of your comfort zone and then rebuild the relationship of what happens if it goes well versus if it doesn't, you need somebody to continue pushing you into the ring. Honestly, because that that's what Alan did for me. And it's usually going to go better than you think. And if it doesn't, it can go better than you think next time. And it always can. It always can. We work this thing up in our mind that how it went last time is how it's going to go every time, just like we talked about today. And that's not true. How it went last time was based on some things. It was based on the prep. It was based on a lot of things. It's based on a bunch of different stuff. If you change those inputs, you'll change the output, you'll change the experience, and then you can prove to yourself that, look, it's not going to be like this every time. This is what I can improve. So I just think it's reps. I think it's reps. You have to continue doing the reps and realize, look, it's not always going to go well. Nothing does. Nothing goes well all the time. It's, it's just not the way it works, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean you're bad. It doesn't mean you're not capable. It doesn't mean you can't get better. And it doesn't mean that's you as a person. It's just a result, and the result can improve, as can you. Kev, can you tell Justin Wren real quick? Justin Wren, yeah. So, uh, what's the quickest? Uh, I was on the road, and this person, he's a mixed martial arts fighter. He's a philanthropist. He is a podcaster now. Very big. He has been on Joe Rogan many times. He just seems like a great human being. And what he does in his spare time when he's not fighting professionally in Bellator is he goes to um, the Congo and he builds water wells for the pygmy villages. And he's there all the time. He's gotten parasites out there. He's had so many experiences. He posted on his story one day, hey, I'm doing 50 podcast interviews so I can help spread the news and promote this philanthropy effort that I'm taking part in. And I reached out and I was like, this would be a dream come true if I got this. And I got a message back. I got an email back. I hopped on the phone with his booking coordinator and I got Justin Wren scheduled to be on the Hyperconscious podcast back in, I think it was like episode number... I don't know, eight, maybe something like that. It was way back then. And the only problem was I was going to be in a hotel in New Jersey working. I used to do the weatherization. I've talked about it many times in, in past episodes. Reach out. I can give you more details. But we set it up and I am on the road. I got my laptop set up. I got my phone set up because I'm recording it on my phone because I didn't know anything about podcasts or mixers or microphones. And he, I call him. He answers. And I said, hey, I'm Kev. You ready to do this? And he said, I'm ready. And it was amazing. It was an awesome, awesome, awesome. It went so well. I told Alan, nine and a half out of 10. I don't know if it could have gone any better. I go to listen back to the episode and it's garbage. His phone kept cutting out. It was unusable. I found a freelancer. I sent it out to them. They couldn't fix it. I found another one. I sent it out to them. They couldn't fix it. I remember telling Alan, like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I, I just lost the biggest interview I've ever had. I don't know if this is for me. I don't know if I can do this anymore. And that's because at the time I had a very fixed mindset. That end, that break, that mistake, that jeffing, that pain, that failure for me, I wanted it to be the end of the road because I didn't think I could fix it. I didn't think I could make it better. Now, luckily, Jeff helped me and you know I adopted a, a growth mindset pretty quick, but that almost ended the Hyperconscious podcast in its tracks. That would have been a tragedy. It would have been. We wouldn't be here today. Hello, this is Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and we are well into 2022. And maybe you are not willing to have a repeat of the last two years. Or perhaps you've had an inkling for quite some time 
that you are destined for something greater than what you're experiencing in your reality right now. Maybe it's your business or your work and you know that there's greater value and impact that you can have in your community. Or maybe it's love and connection that's been eluding you. Or perhaps it's your health and wellness and you know that you can feel better, do better than this. Well, join us at Next Level Live, March 26th, a full day immersion with experts in their fields to help guide you on how to bring your life to the next level. Looking forward to seeing you there. How do you rem remain focused on the present of your journey when you see people that are so many reps further than you? Oh man. You know what? If you could see their level of talent where you are in the journey, then it would probably relieve you of that pain. Alan and I talk about this all the time. When Tony Robbins was three years, four years, five years into his journey, he wasn't able to do this. He didn't have a podcast that was already heard in a bunch of countries. He had to get on a plane and go speak to people face to face. And like Alan said, that didn't exist at that point. Not like it does today. It, does, it was not even close. So technology has allowed us to have impact that we never would have been able to have 30 years ago. And yeah, Tony is where he is, but at his age with technology, things could be drastically different. So I think like we spoke about in the live podcast, you got to stop focusing on the results. And if you're struggling with focusing on somebody else's reps, focus on your own potential. Imagine yourself with that amount of reps. I don't know that there's any good way to stop yourself from doing this. I just think you have to understand that if you're focused on consistent growth and maximizing your potential, you're probably going to do things that other people aren't. And this is what I'll say too. Alan and I have realized by being around a lot of amazing, successful, wealthy, uh, authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs, all that, most of them aren't as focused on mastery as you would think, honestly. There's a lot of them who make it to a certain point and they kind of stop the grind. So if you stay hungrier than other people, you will eat more in the long run. That's what I would say. That's fire. Strong work. Thank you. Shockingly so. That last point Kevin made, shockingly so. Uh, so two, two answers. One of them has to do with Harry Potter, so Amy will love this. Wow. There's a quote in the Harry Potter movies. I think it's Order of the Phoenix, and Harry is teaching everyone in the Room of Requirement how to defend themselves against evil. And he says in this one scene, it's kind of like this weird sort of montage of everybody doing their spells and stuff. And Harry says, you have to remember that every great wizard in history was only ever what we are right now at one point, a student. I just got the chills. Wow, I got to talk about Harry Potter more. But that's my point is, is every, every expert, every world-class athlete, every Olympian gold medalist at one point was like, Okay, so Michael Phelps, 27 gold medals or whatever. I genuinely don't know. It's so many. At one point, he was just in the pool trying to learn how to swim. Like, think about that for a second. He was, like, trying to figure out how to swim. He might have used floaties. We don't even know. Okay. Um, Evan Carmichael, five years in on YouTube, had, I believe, a total of 1,000 subscribers. He shows this, this thing on his Instagram. You could probably go find it. I have it saved because it's my favorite thing ever. 
he has what 3.1 million subscribers now and he has a Porsche that's gold and says believe on the back of it and you know he speaks all over the world and he was on Tony Robbins virtual stage and all that and that's all awesome okay but okay I'll never forget watching his first video it was about Walt Disney and it was awful brutal oh it's terrible Kevin and I also went back and watched the very first episode. I don't think you can find it anymore because Spotify bought Joe Rogan's podcast for $100 million. But Joe Rogan's very first podcast episode was genuinely god-awful. Joe, if I ever meet you, I'm sorry. Your first episode was brutal. It was mostly just trying to set up the technology. But remember, everyone sucks at first. I don't know why we get it in our head that it's bad to ask a dumb question or it's bad to suck One of the reasons I keep our first episode up on my YouTube is because I want to look back and see how bad we were. We were absolutely god-awful. Terrible. Worst podcasters ever, genuinely. Now we're really good, I think. Getting better. Stop with this nonsense of thinking that you're going to be good out of the gate. Stop comparing your first rep to someone else's thousandth. It just doesn't make any sense. If you're a brand new coach, I can tell you with certainty you're not as good of a coach as me. I'm certain. Okay. In a thousand coaching calls from now, you might be. That's okay. Just you have to stop comparing someone else's best at the tail end of their journey to your beginning. If you do that, you'll never start. You'll always be intimidated and you'll quit at the first um, first roadblock. Want to play a little Quidditch after this? Hmm? Oh, for sure. Okay. <laughs> That's about all I know. So I love Harry Potter, man. It's all good. Which is more important, self-discipline or self-belief? Or are they both crucial to achieving your goals? Fire question. Oh my goodness. Fire um, question. I think in a lot of ways they're... Uh, this is what I'm going to go with. This is what I'm going to go with. And it's, it's going to be different than what Alan says because I'm on the other side of the drive to five. I think it's self-discipline because I think with enough self-discipline you can build self-belief. I don't miss on my PPT, my Peak Performance Tracker, peak performance tracking. If you want access to our app, please reach out. I don't miss because I'm disciplined, which has helped me believe in myself. And now I'm the consistency guy. I was never the consistency guy before. I was disciplined enough to prove to myself that I actually could believe in myself. And a lot of us let ourselves down, which then reaffirms that we don't believe in ourselves. I think it's, I think it's self-discipline. I really do. Because I think through discipline, you can build amazing habits. You can build belief as long as you're willing to go through this stuff long enough. And you can build a new identity. And part of a new identity is believing in yourself. So mine's not going to be as different as Kevin thought. I would say they feed each other. And so imagine two people. Yes, Amy, I'm going back to the two people. The very first thing when Amy ever reached out, I said, there's Amy A and Amy B. So I'm going to go back there. All right, so there's Amy A and there's Amy B. Amy A doesn't believe in herself and she doesn't believe that going back to school will be worth it. So she doesn't do the hard work to apply. She doesn't believe she'll get in even if she does apply. So the low self-belief takes away the need for self-discipline. But now there's Amy B. Amy B is very disciplined. Because she's disciplined, she knows she's capable of a lot. So she believes in herself. So she does apply. They're very much feeding one another. If you are the type of person who never, never, ever keeps the promises they make to themselves, because that's what self-discipline is. Let's just get real. I am fasted right now. So it's seven o'clock at night. We got to go soon. And I have not eaten since 
11 p.m. or or 10:30 p.m. last night. We got out of the gym late. So I'm hungry, super, super hungry. And and there have been many times today that I've been in the kitchen and it took everything in me, I'm exaggerating, it took a lot out of me to not eat the muffins and the chocolate and and all the food in the fridge and the bread that we have sitting out on the counter, which I need to put away. It took a lot out of me. It took a lot of my willpower. I am so confident in my abilities to keep the promises I make to myself. I promised myself throughout the day I'm not going to eat. I'm going to do a pre-workout meal and then a post-workout meal because I'm in a cut and I want to eat a huge meal at the end of the day. My point is this. My discipline being high makes my belief in myself higher. Whereas if you're constantly letting yourself down, I'm going to go to the gym and then you never do, you're going to hurt your self-belief. You're going to hurt your self-esteem and then you're not going to believe in your ability to do things and then it's going to hurt your self-discipline. So they're very, very connected. Self-belief and self-discipline and self-worth are kind of the game and that's a whole nother topic we should do at some point. Next level nation, when you have self-belief and you are disciplined enough to fear chase on a consistent basis, that is a whole nother thing that can shape your life. That has worked for me. I know that's worked for Amy and I know that's worked for Alan as well as all of the rest of the Next Level team. Join us March 26th for Next Level Live, live in Worcester, Massachusetts. Half day, four speakers. It's only 97 bucks for a ticket. We already paid for parking. Go to the parking garage, take the elevator up, and you will be at the Next Level place with Next Level humans. And if you're afraid, do it anyway. If you're unsure, do it anyway. If you're uncertain, do it anyway. This is something that you will not regret because you're going to prove to yourself that you are capable of doing more than you currently are. And that's a wonderful thing. And it's wonderful to get outside of your comfort zone because you realize what you're afraid of is not going to harm you. Oftentimes it will help you. So we have graduated five groups. We're about to graduate our fifth, I should say, from group coaching. And one thing that I can say for certain is that every single person who's done group coaching ends up more consistent than they used to be. So if you're out there and you wanted 2022 to be different, but you're not keeping the promises you make to yourself, that's hurting your self-worth. It's hurting your self-esteem. It's hurting your self-belief. If you don't feel like you have discipline enough to do the things you don't want to do, don't feel like doing, but you know are what's best for you, group coaching will help you do that. We have, imagine being on a team of 10 people where everyone's goal is to help each other be accountable, not to pick on each other, but to be on a team with this. So if you listen to this show, you will inherently fit in in this group. Ambitious Army, Gratitude with Attitude, Tribe of Abundance, Legacy by Design, and Pursuit of Excellence. All five groups have these awesome names, awesome teams. You start out with six habits. You eventually go to nine a day, eventually 12 a day, but it's an incremental process. If that sounds overwhelming, trust me, it sounded that way to the other people as well. Reach out to Kevin or myself or go to nextleveluniverse.com. I'm pretty sure Amy put a comment as well if you're watching this live in the chat and or you can click the link in the show notes. We will actually send you the Instagram handles of people who have graduated from group coaching so you can ask them, what was your experience? What was it like? Were you intimidated? Were you scared? Did Alan make you feel bad? I'm joking. The answer is no. Anyone who did group coaching, I believe, is grateful they did it. And uh, we will. We are so confident in that that we will put you in touch with people who have graduated. Boom. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. We will talk to you tomorrow because seven episodes a week. We will talk to you. Uh, if you're watching this live, please tune in. As always, at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you soon. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Please reach out. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at Alazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.